Welcome back to the Blue Corner Weekly Rundown, episode number 12. And today, we've got a lot of things to unpack. Who said international breaks are boring, eh? But before we get into that Manchester United game, we've got a pretty big elephant in the room to address. And we're 10 points worse off than when we last spoke to you. So, first of all, Ellis, let's get some initial thoughts. What are we thinking? So, for anyone who hasn't heard, Everton have been deducted 10 points by the uh, Independent Commission after we were found to be in breach of profit and sustainability rules by around £19.5 million. So, of course, the threshold is you can lose £105 million in three years, and we were recorded as losing £124.5 million. So, of course, that puts us in breach. And the Independent Commission seems to have come down like a ton of bricks on us and given us a 10-point deduction, which is more than any deduction in top-flight history. It's the biggest sporting sanction we've seen and after looking at 28,000 documents, that's the conclusion they've come to. And it's absolutely horrified a lot of Evertonians, including us. It's a joke for me. It's an absolute joke, a complete joke. How can a sporting sanction be placed on a team that hasn't gained any sporting advantage from the overspend? The, the, the overspend has come from the payments for the stadium. That's what it's called. And that's because we funded our stadium ourselves. Not because we've tried to buy extra players like certain teams like Manchester City or Chelsea have done over the years. We've genuinely tried to fund our own stadium, regenerate an area of the city that we all live in, that we all love, and we're getting punished for it. We're getting 10 points off. We're getting punished. Why are we getting punished? It's an absolute joke, and this commission should be ashamed of themselves the way that they've treated us. It's so confusing. It's just completely baffling, really, how they've come to that sort of conclusion. And we've worked with the Premier League, remember, for two years. They've signed off our every dealing, whether that's a player in, a player out, We've been transparent, we've been open, and we've been punished. Whereas, of course, Manchester City, they have refused to really cooperate with the Premier League. They haven't yet actually admitted to any of their charges, of course, like we admitted guilt here. And it seems like none of the mitigations were really taken into consideration. And, of course, we've had good behaviour since. Our, uh, we've completely restricted our transfer spending. We've been much better with our finances. It seems not to have been taken into account at all. The... Um, Obviously, the uh, war, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, led to us missing out on £200 million worth of sponsorship, allegedly around £10 million a year. That wasn't taken into account. In a time where it's so uh, such an unusual time for football, you would think that the mitigations would matter more. A global pandemic, um, the obviously the Russian invasion of Ukraine, which caused massive impacts on Everton, and the fact that we've been working with the Premier League for two years, you would have thought there'd have been more consideration, wouldn't you? You would have done. And, yeah, and, you know, the mitigations that were placed against us, you know, as you say, the Russian invasion, no one could have foreseen that. And how that's not been, you know, foreseen as a, as a mitigation for us in, in terms of money is a joke. And, you know, the Independent Commission is made up of individuals that have worked for different clubs over the years. You know, you look at one of them, he, he was the lawyer for Leeds United. They're going to want to try and get compensation off us for, you know, X amount of money because they went down last season. Commissions haven't come down as hard as they have, as hard as they have on Everton here. You know, this is a huge points deduction and a huge sanction for something that, you know, okay, a lot of rival fans will be listening to us now going, you know, they broke the rules, they're guilty, they should be fined, they should be have a, having a points deduction. But it's not about that. It's unfair, it's unjust, and it's so disproportionate that to the point where we're getting something so you know, detrimental to our club. This could send us down. Don't listen to people that are saying, oh, they'll be fine. There's, there's four worse teams on paper than them. Don't listen to them. You know, this now could be a massive jeopardy to our Premier League status. It's, it's not the point, is it, that 
we might stay up if with this deduction. That doesn't matter, does it? The, no. It's whether the deduction was fair or not, and it absolutely wasn't. One more point than you get for going into administration. So a, a circumstance where a football club would have to make tons of redundancies, a club would effectively go bust, that is allegedly better. I was going to say, would that be a better option? Is that what the Premier this? League want? Is it what they want? Then one breach, one breach. And they've set a precedent now and it's going to be incredibly interesting to see how they deal with other cases if they get a chance to, unless this government regulator comes in instead. But it'll be interesting to see how they deal with it because they've now set the tone. They've gone, right, 10 points for one breach. There's another club out there who have currently got 115 charges against them, which, yes, they may not all be found guilty of them all, if any, but... The fact that that is there as a possibility means what are they going to get deducted? I mean, why did we let the Premier League mark our homework for all these years? And why did we let them scrutinise us to the finest detail on transfers so it compromised us for two seasons so we couldn't sign anyone, we couldn't spend any money? When Manchester City have gone the other way, not showed any correspondence with the Premier League, they've not let them in to you know investigate anything. Everton have admitted guilt. We've done the crime. We've done the crime, and we've paid a huge penalty for it, which is so disproportionate. For doing the right thing, exactly. For actually engaging with the Premier League, working with them, and we've been punished for it. And now we're obviously set to appeal it, and people reckon that there's a chance we could get it down. You'd think surely we could get it down because this just seems insane, doesn't it, for a team to get ten points for this? But now this appeal is going to rumble on. We're set to lodge it before the end of the week, and then we might not hear it before the end of the season. And what does that do about the integrity of the Premier League? What happens to those other clubs if, say, we're in trouble come the end of the season and suddenly we get three points back? Thinking from a non-Everton perspective, how is that fair on the other clubs to see us suddenly get a few points back? I think it's the Premier League. They're, they're floundering around now to try and get any bit of you know authority that they've got left to try and be shown before the government comes in and, and brings in an independent regulator because, you know, the Premier League now are, are really on the back foot and they've set a dangerous precedent for the rest of the league. And as you say there, from a, from another fan's point of view, what if Everton do get, say, two points, three points back at the end of the season and that lifts us out above that dotted line at the end of the season? It, it's so, so bad for the Premier League to do this. And it's attacking sport and integrity. And it, it's very, very dangerous. I think the Premier League definitely are wary of this government regulator potentially coming in. They don't want that to happen, of course. They don't want to be seen not to be looking after their own league. They don't want anyone else to have to do it for them. And it seems like we may have been made an example of for them to then obviously show that they can but does, govern their league properly. Does that not go the other way, though? Because now the, the government's going to come in and look at this and go, you've done a huge points deduction on Everton. And, you know, there's been uproar across the league. Even rival fans have come come out and said, you know, we don't think that's fair. That's that's very harsh on Everton. You know, Jamie Carragher even said it himself. He's a, he's a Liverpool pundit. I know he used to be an Everton fan, but does that not work a different way? And now go to the point where it's like the government sees this as, you know, even more ammunition to go at the Premier League and say, no, you've done this. It's very harsh on Everton. There's been uproar. You know, there's been talk of it going to the Commons for debate. And if that gets to that point, surely that gives the government more ammunition to go, no, you do need an independent regulator and you do need more scrutiny on your on your, <laughs> on your your own business. Well, the fact that this punishment's been given to us, yet the previous example of teams breaking the rules, obviously the six clubs that tried to break away from the Premier League, signed documents to leave the league and create a new league, they got out of it with a fine. <laughs> a fine for leaving the league? And we... I've got a 10-point deduction for this. It's unbelievable. And now that, obviously, 
they've got away with that. The reason that they were judged to not give a, a sporting sanction like we've received was because it would affect the fans. Honestly, you should have just let all six of them go. Genuinely, we, we would be better off without them Them six. They judged that it would affect the fans if they gave a points deduction. But what about these fans? What about us? So this time, it was concluded that no financial penalty could be given to Everton because we have a very wealthy owner. We don't have an owner. We're going through a... Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but we are going through a transition period as a club where we're changing ownership. How can they attribute it to one owner? It, it's it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And and we bring it back again to this, you know, sporting penalty for a non-sporting infraction. It's absolute joke. It's an absolute joke. But a wealthy a wealthy owner with the the, the um, six clubs who left the league did they not have wealthy owners? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense at all, does it? And now I suppose we've got to wait for the the result of the appeal and hope we can get some sort of knockdown on that points deduction. And at the moment, we've now gone down to four points. We're now joint bottom with Burnley, aren't we? Yeah. And we look at it now as, yes, we're one win away from getting out of the drop zone, but we need to keep this form up this season. And now it seems like we're going to have to be in part of a battle again. And we were doing so well. It's just so disappointing that it's come at this time. I think this galvanises more of us as a fan base. I think people who are doubting Dice now will be right behind him, you know, Going into a, the most busy period of, of the football calendar over December and, and over Christmas and New Year, we're just going to have to get behind the lads and just, you know, galvanise it. And what better way to start than Manchester United this weekend? It's going to be some atmosphere, I think. And I imagine a lot of credit should go to the 1878s for how that atmosphere is going to be. If you've not seen it already, they have planned quite a lot of different things for the game at the weekend, including banners, flags. There's even going to be a plane flying over the Manchester City versus Liverpool game uh, with something set on it, I imagine. And I think that the fans will mobilise now. We know what Evertonians are like. Everton fans will not give up on their club and they will side with their club through absolutely everything. And I know that at Goodison, everyone is going to be so behind them players. It's going to be ferocious and I would not want to be Manchester United on Sunday. They've picked on the wrong fan base here, haven't they? They've definitely picked on the wrong fan base because we saw it in the two seasons where we were battling relegation. We all rallied together. Bus welcomes, flares, banners, everything. And no matter who's on the pitch for us, we're going to get behind them 110%. Yeah, we are. And Goodison is going to be angry. And when Goodison is angry, it's at its best. <laughs> I think we can give Manchester United a real game. And that's what we'll move on to now. Let's talk about some football because, yes, we're disappointed about the points deduction, but we've got to carry on, haven't we? We've got to carry on now. And obviously, everything on the outside of it will continue to rumble on and hopefully we can get it down. But the Man United game on its own, first game back after international break, we would have been excited for it anyway, wouldn't we? Now, even more excited. And Man United have actually are in great form in the Premier League. They've won four out of their last five games, but that really does not tell the whole story, does it? No, it definitely doesn't. I think Eric Ten Hag's still two or three bad results away from a, a, a potential sacking, and I don't think they look great. You know, Mikalenko scored more goals than their entire attacking line this season, and that says a lot because, you know, <laughs> the amount of stars they've got in, in that team, and we've got little Mikalenko banging the goals for us at left back. But no, I, I think genuinely we can get at them. I think there's absolutely no reason why we can't go and put in a, a good performance and, and you know potentially do them 2-3-0 because, as you said before, Goodison's going to be angry. The fans are going to be right up, up for it and that's when it's at its best. And I think the players will really, really feed off that atmosphere. We have a good record against Man United, don't we? And you'd imagine the players will be affected by this too, Sean mm -hmm. Dyche as well. And 
Sean Dyche thrives on adversity. We know that. We've seen from his time at Burnley, his time at Everton. You know, when he hasn't had loads of resources, he's really done well to get the best out of those. And he'll be riled up to make sure that we can go and get back on track. We've had, obviously, a very difficult couple of weeks, but hopefully we can make the uh, the headlines about the football and get ourselves far away from that relegation zone, which I think this team can do. I think this team can stay up with a 10-point deduction. I think it can, definitely, you know. We've seen it over the years where we've battled adversity and this is probably the biggest adversity we've we've ever faced. But yeah, there's absolutely no reason why that squad can't get to at least 50 points and, and even higher because I think there's there's a really high ceiling for the, the type of player that we've got. You know, we've got a lot of potential in that team that, that are playing well now. You know, you look at Jared Branthwaite, he's not going to want to leave in January now. Amadou Nana, again, he's another one that's reaffirmed his commitment to Everton and, and wants to stay and fight for the badge for, to, towards the end of the season. So... Yeah, there's absolutely no reason why this this points deduction will give us too much of a headache. I think definitely, as I said before, don't listen to the outside noise saying, oh, they'll be fine, they'll be fine, because we are going to be in a battle. I think it is going to affect us in, in some way. But, you know, we've got the quality... You know, we've got the quality of player there now to, to really fight and kick on. And I think what better way to start? I, mean, I don't keep saying it, but we can definitely get at Manchester United. I'm really looking forward to that game on Sunday. It might just give us the unity from throughout the club, fans, players, staff, everybody. It might just give it the unity that we need. And Everton, when United, pardon the pun, because that's who we're playing. <laughs> Everton, when United, are just unstoppable, I yeah. think. And I know that everyone's going to be so behind them at the weekend. And I think we can give them a real game. Of course, Manchester United are a team that play on the counter-attack like us. But we're surely going to force them to have the ball. You'd imagine that would be the case. And when United have the ball, they aren't great. When we have the ball, we're not great, but it might be one of those games where you have to almost play as the away team. Mm. Yeah, and would you make any you know changes to the starting eleven that played against Palace? Wow, that feels so long ago. I can't even remember what the team was. Um, yeah, changes-wise, you wouldn't be looking to make too many, would you? Because obviously they've had a break and they'll have come back. I think this next period is where you start to see the rotation. I think during the massive games that we've got in December, eight games we have, we're going to need to rotate players, but... I imagine against Man United, it will just be our strongest team. Whether Amadou Onana's fit for it, mm. that's probably the one debate that we're going to find out from Sean Dice this week. Other than that, is it a clean bill of health? I think it, other than obviously Sheamus, Deli, Gomez, but the players that have been playing recently, I think they're all fit. Yeah, I think so. And I don't think there's any suspension concerns either. I think if Tarkowski or Branthwaite would have got booked against Palace, I think they would have been out for this game. But I think they're they're all good. Um, Branthwaite probably quite lucky to get away without getting a book in in that game um, but yeah no I think I'd go unchanged personally I think everyone in that team has, has warranted you know keeping their place um, maybe address Agana Gay but I think because we're at home you know he, he doesn't seem to, to thrive well when he's got the crowd on his back um, so yeah I think Amadou Nana James Garner have to be there for me I'd like to see Dan Juma. I know we keep saying it and he probably doesn't, you know, offer what Sean Dyche wants in that kind of system, especially against a top side like United. But I'd love to see Dan Juma in that Decore role. And if we were if we were able to just try and incorporate him, I think he offers you a lot there. And I think he can definitely offer, you know, goals, direct running and, you know, just even a pe even a press as well. If he's if his effort levels go up, you know, five, ten percent from what it was against Burnley, for example, in the in the Carabao Cup. I think he can offer something there in that Decore role and can set the press like Decore does. You will see Dan Juma in this month, you'd imagine. Mm. You'd imagine that. You would hope so, I think. Yeah, surely. He's guaranteed to get some sort of minutes and that's his time to prove it. That's his time to show, 
I can get into this team because we know that he's got arguably more attacking quality. Maybe not even arguably. He definitely has serious attacking quality, probably more than McNeil and Harrison. Mm. But it's just whether he will do that work. And maybe he will. You know, we haven't seen it yet properly. But hopefully with coaching and with time, he start believing in the system and fit into that role on the left. And, you know, what he could offer. We've seen him at Villarreal. We've seen him in the Champions League on the biggest stage. He delivers when it matters for big clubs. So can he do it for Everton? It's up to him. I think he can. I, I definitely think I, I think he's definitely got quite a big role to play between now and the end of the season. One player that I probably quite... One player that I would quite like to see, and he's just got two goals on international duty, cut off all his dreadlocks as well. It's Yusuf Chimiti. I think he's one of them that, you know, he, he's got the, the pace, the direct running. He's got the height as well to challenge Manchester United. You know, I know Lisandro Martinez isn't playing, but he's a, he's a big unit up front, Chimiti, and he can get Maguire and Lindelof, I think, will be the two centrals that are starting for Manchester United. Yeah, I think it's time to see him a few times as well. I think from the bench, there's definitely the possibility... This squad is going to get tested in those eight games and you would think that the likes of Beto, Chimiti, Dan Juma, they're all going to get used and this is the time for them. And what a time to rally as a club and everyone to be in it together. This is not, It's a squad game, isn't it? That's what football's all about, especially now with the five substitutes and the incredibly busy calendar. So now, especially with this galvanised fan base, the team all together, you'd hope that it will really prove to be a squad game and everyone, when called upon, will deliver. Yeah, no, I think it's it's the perfect time for people to state the claim in the team now. Nathan Patterson, he's another one. You'd like to see him try and make a claim at right back over Ashley Young. Players like Ben Godfrey to try and to try and break into that galvanised centre-back pairing. But yeah, it, it's a big chance now for rotation and just to try and see. It'll be a big test for the squad, I think, and, and just to try and see how we fare in, in this, this month, this busy period of, of December. We're all behind absolutely every single one of them and even more so now because of what's happened. And we're supporting the club through thick and thin. That's what we'll do as Evertonians. Everton is our life, isn't it? We mm. live and breathe this club and we will support them through this. And we will come out the other side. We are Everton at the end of the day. This isn't just any old club this has happened to. We will get through this. Yeah, we will. And I think what better way to start than on Sunday. And let's get some predictions just to end us. I feel like we're going to win. I feel like it's written in the stars for us to win now. It'd be just fantastic, wouldn't it? On Sky Sports, 4.30pm, the main game, the world watching. It's going to be 2-0 Everton. We're going to put in an absolutely amazing display. Goodison's going to be rocking and we're going to come away with a win. Ten Hag's going to be sat in the director's box all glum and disappointed. I would I would love to, to see that and I think we're going to win 3-1. I think, you know, we're going to see a little bit of a a VAR incident with Manchester United and they're going to take the lead just because, you know, the Premier League might want to try and spoil our day. <laughs> but no, I think we're going to come through and we're going to win 3-1. And we keep saying it, but it's going to be a huge game on Sunday. But I'm looking forward to it and we're going to win. Football's back. That's the main thing, isn't it? It's been a busy with two a weeks without it. <laughs> yeah, it's, been, it's not been short of uh, news while we've been gone from it, but the actual football's back now and we can all support this team and get them through this really tough time. But Evertonians... Think positive now. It's time to go and win on Sunday and really get our season going and just prove everybody wrong. Hopefully this points deduction gets reduced. The appeal will go in and we'll see what happens. But we're so disappointed by what we've seen. But Everton's, or Everton is our life, isn't it, at the end of the day? And we will help this team in whatever way that we can with our support. So that is all from the weekly rundown this week. We do hope you've enjoyed. Hopefully you're feeling all right despite this awful news. But 
we go again, don't we? That's what Everton do, that fighting spirit. The dogs of war are coming back. Please do drop us a follow on all of our socials. Leave a five-star review on Spotify, and we'll speak to you next time. See you in a bit.